Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Boom. All right. Welcome to One Guy with a Mic, Dingers and Dunks, baby. As you know, uh, this last, uh, I don't know, five months, we've not been doing so many dingers and so many dunks. We've been talking about football. It's been a little fun, fun, fun times for all of us here at uh, One Guy with a Mic doing the football. The research team has been doing a great job keeping up with the stats every single day. Uh, I have the uh, pleasure of actually having three guests on today. Uh, I got my buddy Sean, uh, my buddy Mike, and I got my buddy Jason. We're all on here to talk about this week's Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the Niners. Uh, so I'm glad to, glad to have everybody here. Uh, how are you guys all doing tonight? Doing good, thanks. Beautiful. Beautiful. Doing well, my friend. Doing well. Good deal. So, um, you know, everybody talks about – I really started to touch base on it two weeks ago about how everybody was on the uh, – uh, the, the pre the Super Bowl is already predicted because of the Super Bowl colors that came out in in September. How much conspiracy theories do you guys have about the NFL and whether or not they rig the uh the games of who gets here? I know we're all wrestling fans in here. So we know we know when we we can see a stage when we see one, right? Uh so anybody any of you guys really fall into that conspiracy theory crap that they try to put out that people try to put out there when it comes to the Super Bowl and the NFL? We'll start with Sean. Um, no. Um, I don't know. I don't think that there's – no, really, I don't. I don't think that there's a script. I think – I maybe it's just me. I just don't think that – there are some sports, yes, that we all know have been fixed in the past, but I do not think pro football – it's fixed at all. I think it's just a coincidence. The callers. I really don't think that it's it's fixed at all. Yeah, uh, Jason, you you answered no. You yeah, and Mike no. answered no at the same I time, agree. real quick. I I mean, so it's football. It's twenty two players. That's going to have to be all on the same page. Yeah, that very rarely ever happens. I mean, in a game. Yeah, that's where everybody is actually prepared for it. So, no, I mean, there's no way it's scripted. Yeah. Do I think uh, people buy – well, let's see. They probably buy into uh, conspiracy theories because that's all they hear. Right. Yeah. And they just don't know football. Yeah. yeah. All right, Mike? No. Um. Quite honestly, I think you can take a best educated guess – if you want to, if you want to go that route, I think that's the best you can do. Like, if you look at both rosters, the Chiefs have been there every year for how many straight years, right? Like, they're always they're they're consistently getting back. Um, like you talk about the Ravens, you talk about the Bills, but it, it's to be the man, you got to beat the man. The Chiefs are the man; they're there. If you look at if you look at the NFC this year, at the beginning of the year, everybody were was on the Niners train. Like, we talked about the Eagles. We talked about the Cowboys a little bit. Um, nobody talked about the Lions at all, really. And the NFC South was a joke. 
for the most part, you could you can you could pretty well predict at the beginning of the year, like when people make choices and stuff, a lot of those were Chiefs Niners. So the NFL probably looks at the probability of it and like, all right, well, we can always make it fit a scheme, but why not? Let's go with that. Yeah, I totally get that. Like it's it's super hard for it's super hard for me to imagine a conspiracy like that at all. Like it's just I can't fathom it. Uh I have a buddy that I play poker with and he was all about it. And then and now he's all about the Patrick Mahomes is gonna be the next Tom Brady because that's how they're writing the script now. Is because Mahomes is gonna go off and win six Super Bowls or seven oh, Super Bowls God. now and Kyle Shanahan is never going to get a Super Bowl ever again. I'm like, okay, buddy, you totally lost me now. <laughs> so, and what, what do you guys? All right, so how how do you guys feel like the season went for the Chiefs on this uh, to get to the Super Bowl? Because you, it you was see very play. weird. It was a right. very weird season, I think, for the Chiefs. Like, I think the story of the Chiefs was for the first what, 12, 13 games, they really didn't have the offensive put out that everybody thought they were going to have. Kelsey seemed to be in a funk. Mahomes was getting aggravated on the sidelines. Um, A lot of people figured out that if you double-teamed Kelsey, they didn't have the receivers to beat you besides Kelsey. I think that's what, in the long run, I think that's what the 49ers' main game plan are going to be, is they're going to double-team Kelsey, and they're going to make somebody else beat them. Well, that, and I think you, uh, they showed what a champion is all about, and that's perseverance. I am not a Kansas City Chief fan by no means, but you can't deny the fact that they just played better than everybody else towards the end. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, the Chiefs are always going to be the Chiefs. And I agree with Sean. Like, if you take Kelsey out of the mix, the wide receivers are just not there. Like, you don't have uh, Tyreek. You don't – the running backs are good, but they're not great. Uh, And Mahomes was getting frustrated maybe with the game plan, maybe with the lack of Kelsey being able to get open from a double. But whatever, whatever teams used as the blueprint for that first 13 weeks, I don't know if the Chiefs modified their plan or teams just haven't done it since because Kelsey's just rolling the last yeah. few weeks. And with Kelsey being able to get on the roll, that kind of opens everybody else back up and they're making some catches. Like, they should have probably lost to the Bills. Like, when you really think about it, you know, they're you're going in for a touchdown at the end zone and – not Kelsey, because that's basically what I call their wide receiving course, not Kelsey. Just fumbles the ball out of the back out of the end zone and gives up a touchback. Like if they if they if the Bills capitalize on that mistake, they're the ones here. So I think the Chiefs season uh has been up and down and I do believe uh they have been fortunate here and there. I think that I think but I think that comes with any successful team. You cannot always just be a juggernaut. You do need a little luck sometimes because that uh, that's that's like the secret ingredient. That's the secret spice in the sauce is 
you have to appreciate sometimes you get away with it. And I think the Chiefs have gotten away with it in some cases to help them get there, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's not to diminish anything they've done. I think also, too, that the Chiefs have a stronger resilience because of the conference they are in. Let's just be blatantly honest. Right now, the AFC is the better conference than the NFC when you look top to bottom. I mean, you have Allen in the – when Burrow comes back, you've got Burrow. You've got Lamar. You've got – you have Mahomes. You have Tua down in Miami. You have – I just think from the top to bottom, the AFC gives them more of a test than the NFC does. And I I really think as much as it kills me because I am not a Chiefs fan, I am not a Mahomes fan. I I think that they will find a way to beat the 49ers, even with the 49ers defense. Well, and that's and you know, let's talk about the Chiefs defense real quick. Well, hold on. Let's let's start with the let's top off off of the Chiefs offense real quick. Because as a as a Raiders fan, as a guy that watches the Chiefs football pretty much every single weekend, because I live in Iowa, so our choices are Minnesota Vikings or Kansas City Chiefs on the TV every week, no matter what. I mean, the Chiefs did play a lot of primetime games as well, but realistically, the Chiefs, <coughs> Chiefs didn't have that wide receiver that stepped up, right? They didn't have that wide receiver at the start of the year that stepped up. It was supposed to be MVS. It was supposed to be... Um, it's supposed to be Kadarius Tony. Those guys are supposed to step up and help take the pressure off Travis Kelsey, right? But then out of the blue, here comes Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice has actually not been, I'm not going to say he's been doing Tyreek Hill type stuff, but he's actually been catching the ball, getting open in the flats, and he's been using his speed to break it off. I also, watching with that cheese offense, I also see a lot of Travis Kelsey not necessarily having to run routes anymore. It's more like Travis Kelsey getting back to what he used to do, which was find the open spots in the defense. If you if if Travis Kelsey's biggest most or uh, most successful seasons has been him like starting off with a route and then just being able to get open underneath and then taking it and then uh, and then taking it upfield. Now, with the Chiefs' offense, they've been really helped out by that Chiefs' defense. Because this Chiefs defense is the best defense that Mahomes has had since he's became quarterback. And this defense ranks second in points per game. They rank first in sack percentage. Uh, They rank third in touchdowns allowed per game. And they have numerous other high. They're in basically a top five defense right now. Um, Have they played the the weapons that the Niners are going to throw at them? Not yet, but they've also haven't had a healthy, their defense hasn't been healthy for the, all of the playoffs either because either Reed's been out, Sneed's been out, uh, who else was out? They just lost one of their D- DNs for the year because of my ACL. Like, the Chiefs' defense still hasn't been the best it could be in these playoffs as it was the last five, six weeks of the season. So, how do you think the Chiefs' defense is going to hold up against that that Niners offense. Um, what do you think, Jason? We'll start with Jason. I think uh, the 49ers are going to have to really get out of the gate throwing the ball because the Chiefs defense 
is uh, top notch when it comes to running the ball, which is the 49ers strength. So Brock Purdy is going to have to, in my opinion, probably start off strong and get that uh, Chiefs defense to loosen up a little bit, start playing a little bit back. If they don't, it'll be pure domination, in my opinion. Yeah. And again, I don't like the Chiefs, but you can't deny the fact that they've got out of the two, it's the best defense. Yeah. Mike, what's your thoughts? Mike, I actually like the Niners defense a bit more than the Chiefs. I don't. I think I think up front, like front seven, that's going to be good. The secondary is going to be where that that kind of happens. But with the Chiefs defense getting healthy, I think that all comes down to, like you said, they they lost one of the front four, right? Yeah. That's going to make an impact when you have a guy like Christian McCaffrey getting the ball and getting the ball and getting the ball. Because if I if I'm if I'm going up against this Chiefs defense. I'm looking at McCaffrey. It's the last game of the year. It's the biggest game of it, of your career. I think you got to go to the big players in the big moments. I think you turn around, hand the ball off, hit him out in the flat, do everything that CMC does well, and let him carry you. And then if Brock Purdy needs to make a throw, we'll see what the Chiefs defense has down there. But you know up front they're, they're banged up a little. And you know in the secondary deep they're going to be banged up a little. So I'd probably try and exploit those two things. Okay. Yeah, I can see, you know, I, de- I definitely see that. Um, So you're, you're saying it's going to come down, uh, have McCaffrey run the ball. He's your best player. He's probably the best player between the two teams, right? Best position player. Yeah. Um, I mean, I because... mean, because you can't really, you can't quantify what Mahomes does to what McCaffrey right. does because Mahomes is in charge, but yeah. As far as skill players outside the quarterback position, absolutely. McCaffrey's the best. Gotcha. And then, and Jason, you're thinking that uh, Purdy's going to have to show up for this one, huh? Yeah. I mean, so I agree with Fallen. Yeah. It's going to end up in McCaffrey's hands. However, if it doesn't, if you start that way, it's going to be difficult to continue it with the Chiefs defense. I think right now their their weakest uh part is gonna be their uh backfield. Right. Defensive backs. Yeah. So the Niners have the number one ranked rushing offense. And the Chiefs are like, I don't know, tenth against the run, I think. Um but that when they played Baltimore, Baltimore was the second had the second most uh rushing yards per game and it seemed like the the chiefs were able to keep the ravens in check was that but also the ravens seemed like they got out of the running style it looked like they really tried to have lamar just open it up by throwing it which i don't think that really worked out because lamar's a good quarterback let's not get let's not beat around the bush he's a good quarterback but his accuracy lacks can we Y'all agree with oh, that he's, statement? He's oh, absolutely. He's but not, he's not a quarterback that you want to put the ball in his hands, right? To throw, and, yeah, to throw. Like if he, if he's going, it's kind of like the Tebow situation. I'll just put it that way. You put, and he's better than Tebow. I'm not, I'm not comparing those, two. right? 
But I'm saying you put the ball in his hands, let him make a decision. Like, do I have the time to get out and get nine yards on a, on a rush? Can I dump it off or do I have a big shot? Like, what is he needs to see what the defense is doing in front of him? I think, and they don't, let's not compare this too. We're talking about the Ravens running backs. They're not Christian McCaffrey. Right. That's right. You know what Correct. I mean? Yeah. So you can, you're going to work off play action so much more. You know, fake, fake can't, you know, use the play action deep. And yeah. once you can do that, I think that plays very differently than, Let's be honest, the run run option style of of the Ravens offense. Right. So so Brock Purdy has stepped Purdy has stopped stepped up two playoff games. People are still calling him a game manager. <laughs> he he brought he had a five minute drive against the Packers and then he had that second half comeback win against the Lions. Now, my question is, was that more Brock Purdy stepping up and being a quarterback that he can be? As a person that lives in Iowa and has seen Brock Purdy play at Iowa State, he's shown glimpses of that. Or is that the Lions' offense not maintaining control of the ball and their defense being out there too long? And then on the Packers' side, was that the Jordan Love with the last two minutes not actually pulling out a by dumping it down to Aaron Jones? Well, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. As far as the defense, so as as far as the Lions go, they shouldn't have lost that game. Right. So, you know, yeah, they they came out flat in the second half, and I think I posted in chat they got to keep the pedal to the metal, and, and they didn't. Right. But a lot of it has to do with the fact they just haven't been there before. Right. You know, um, the players have to make the plays. Do I agree with the fourth down decisions that were made? No. Do I think that cost them the game? Yes, I do. Would the outcome have been different? Probably not. They were playing in San Francisco. Right. And they were on fire. They were moving the ball. Purdy was having a hell of a game. The entire offense was. Once once McCaffrey started rolling, you couldn't stop them. Right. They couldn't stop them. The Chiefs' defense against uh, uh, the Ravens, they were able to, for a solid week, focus solely on stopping that run. And they did. Baltimore doesn't have the offensive uh, capabilities that the 49ers have. So, yeah, I mean, I personally think, you know, if the 49ers come out just gunning the ball, then that's going to open up McCaffrey to have probably mm-hmm. one of the biggest Super Bowl games in history. Because he has that potential. Yeah. I think you come out and you run play action with him to start the game, get Debo involved on short passes or get yep. something over the middle through play action. And once you get that, then you, you feed him the ball second down, first downs, then mix in a little more play action. I I would not get out of, even if your game plan does not work the first, oh, even the first quarter, like if it, if it's struggling, I think you still stick to it and let, let your offensive line do their job. And I think that'll open up plays as we go. Rushing him for 
I, mm. so I, I mean, so I have a question. Do we think as a group, because like this could potentially be okay. a running gun. Can the 49ers hang with the Chiefs? Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. I do. Absolutely. absolutely, they do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. You know, I just, I just feel like with the offensive weapons and the speed on both sides of the football, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a shootout in that way. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, but that, that's, that's kind of the funny factor of it all, right? Like, if that's the case, um, do the defense surprise us at all? I mean, so I think it's going to be a fourth quarter game, personally. I think it's going to be a tale of two halves. Um, I think it's going to be fun. I mean, I saw a lot of people not wanting to watch it because it was the 49ers and Chiefs. I get it. I think uh, a lot of America would have loved to have seen the Lions get in. But I think you have the two best teams. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a solid fourth quarter game. And and I think it's going to go to whoever has the ball last and whoever has made the least amount of mistakes is going to win. So the Niners have rushed the ball only 57 times in their two playoff games, 37 by McCaffrey and 11 by Purdy. And obviously those 11 by Purdy are not design runs because he doesn't do design runs. So, and I think that's what's really helped the Niners as well, is that especially watching those second half games, the second half of the Packers and the and the Lions game, is when Purdy looked at his first two reads and they weren't there and then was able to take off. I think that helped out the Niners a lot. It extended the drives, kept their defenses defense off the field for an extra two, three minutes, and really just tired out the other defense doing that. So to me... My my X factor in this whole thing is going to be Brock Purdy actually going to be moving with his feet when when the pass plays are covered and not moving out. Uh, let's just go, so let's start with the Niners. Um, and let's go with who you guys not McCaffrey. Let's let's not let's have we all know McCaffrey is going to be we we all can agree McCaffrey is going to be the player the player that the Niners need to show up to show out the best because he's the best player. So if you don't have McCaffrey. Who is your second option on that Niners defense or on Niners offense that you need to have step up? Is it Kittle, Samuel, Ayuk, or is it one of the guys on the bench that needs to step up in your guys' eyes? If it's I not somebody's got to come Purdy, off the bench, yeah, not Purdy and McCaffrey. Say, say Purdy, Purdy's not hitting his, is isn't able to move the ball. He's getting shut down because he's getting blitzed with Steve Spagnuolo, one of the best defense corners of all time in my opinion is able to get to him and and he's able and all the guys are able to keep their lanes and do the right things McCaffrey's not getting off the ball because again they're getting that push up front so who has to step up for the Niners and therefore for their offense to be successful Debo Samuel Debo Samuel dude the x-factor do the x-factor you can bring on Jets you can get out in the flat yeah he he can change up an offense like nobody else that I I've seen in a while, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the dude can actually get out there, 
run run the plays, get the short, go go get in the backfield. Put him and McCaffrey in the backfield, you know, pitch, double revert, something. Like if you need a spark, I think Samuel is the guy that gives it to you. Yeah. Uh Jason, who's your X Factor on the Niners offense? I mean, so to keep from uh repeating what Fallon just said, I would I would probably go with George Kittle. Yeah. I think he has a opportunity to have a big game. I think he needs to have a bigger game than uh uh Travis Kelsey. Right. Because George Kittle's basically become that fourth option on that offense. Yeah. Remember, remember when he used to be option one? That's right. <laughs> yeah. And now he's turned to option four. Because you're gonna go McCaffrey, you're gonna go Samuel, Ayuk's probably gonna get a look on the outside, and and then George Kittle. And just yep. think about and just think about Ayuk being that third option now. Look how far that guy's came came as well. Just two years ago as he was benched. Shannon had him benched on the team because he wasn't practicing hard enough or whatever wasn't the one we needed. Yep. So okay. I, you know, I, I like the Depot Samuel. Um, I think, you know, with him, hopefully that shoulder holds up. I know he got knocked out of the Green Bay Packers game and then came back. And I think with, with having two weeks off, I think injuries aren't going to be that big of an issue coming into this week's game. So let's talk about the Niners defense real quick. Their linebackers, Fred Warner and, and Greenlaw are arguably the best tandem linebackers in the NFL right now. Could do we do we agree with that? Like Warner and Greenlaw being two of the best duo linebackers in the NFL. Yeah, probably because the only the only he doesn't line up as a linebacker all the time because I think anybody in Dallas you can pair with Micah Parsons. Right. That's probably going to be you know if he lined up at linebacker more often than than just a rush edge a lot. Yeah, I mean, he he. I believe he is quote unquote a linebacker, but if you watch him play, he does a little of everything. Yeah, he pretty much uh, is that Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, like he's area, that Lawrence Taylor DN guy. Linebacker. Yeah, but uh, also yeah, think, beyond that, I would agree. Yeah, and I also think uh, Nick Bosa and Young need to be, really step up and contain uh, Mahomes. I mean, look, you can't. You can't control him, but if you can contain him just a little bit and keep him in that pocket, because he's not a pocket passer. Right. Do you do you know who I'm really shocked has done really well? He doesn't make a lot of tackles, but he's always in on a play. Cleland Farrell from former number four pick, drafted by the Raiders, went to the Niners this year, and he doesn't he just seems like he's in on every play. And I'm just to watch that happen just shows how well the Niners system works on players. Cause I don't think Farrell really got a chance in uh, with the, with the, with the Raiders. I think I said he was Oakland number four pick of Oakland. That's it's really the Vegas Raiders, but Farrell's like I say, he doesn't make a lot of plays, but he's in on every play. If that makes sense. He gets that push. Now, you're talking about the outsides with Chase Young and Nick Bosa, probably, you know, two DNs that are really well. And then you got Eric Armstead on on there as well. But that Niners defense, 
a lot of first rounders on there. A lot of guys that can make a push. And I'm not so sold on this Chiefs deal offensive line protecting Mahomes. Is that do you guys you guys see that as well? Like I just think that the Niners defense is just gonna overwhelm this Chiefs offensive line. Yeah, I definitely think like again, even if you talk about those guys up front, but you also talk about the linebackers depending on what the defense wants to do. The Chiefs line isn't great. Like the the, the magic for the Chiefs is Mahomes. Yeah. To extend a play, to get out of it, get out of a sack, get out of a tackle, to do whatever you need to do. That's that's the that's the magic sauce for them. Right now, you look at at that line. If they can engulf them, like that line, Mahomes is going to have a lot of pressure and a lot of a lot of stuff coming at him. He's going to have to make decisions very fast. So if you do the secondary deal with Kelsey and they're getting pressure, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna create a lot of issues for the Chiefs. So it definitely goes with the Jason's point mm-hmm. of you have to make Mahomes a pocket passer. Yes. Okay. I, I, you know what? I like that. I I I see that see that the same <laughs> way. Um. Samuel's the X factor, gonna be that X factor. Kittle's gonna be that X factor, but that Niners defense is gonna have to step up, and make Mahomes a pocket passer. All right, um, so let's uh let's go ahead and get into our picks here. Let's uh let's pick who's gonna win this, and uh, give me a brief, give me a reason why you're going with who you're going with. All right, we'll start with uh, we'll start with Jason. I'm gonna, Mike. I'm gonna leave you last because you've been teasing this all week about, and so I just want the That's listeners. Fine to, with me. I just That's want the listeners me. to hang on a little bit longer for your pick because you've been teasing it on stream all week <laughs> and in chats. So let's start with Jason. Well, I think it's no secret. I've said it several times this evening. I am not a Chiefs guy. Look, I'm an underdog guy. Brock Purdy is probably the biggest underdog there is to be Mr. Irrelevant to a possible Super Bowl champ for the first time in NFL history is something that you can get behind. You can root for it. You know, um, I just, you know, I I like um, Shanahan. I liked his dad when he was in Denver and what he was able to do with um, Elway, what he's done with Brock Purdy is amazing. So yeah, look, 49ers. um, I'm going to, I'll go out on a limb. We've been talking about defense. I'm going to say 49ers, 45, Kansas city chiefs, 38. All right. Okay. There. Uh, let's see. All right. Well, I'll go next. Um, as much. Oh man, I just kicked the dog. All right. So as much <clears throat> as I am for the, as much as I hate the Niners, really, as a Raiders fan, I hate both teams. But I just hate the Niners for some reason a lot more. That hate for the Niners just. Like, because here's the deal. I can get, I can get behind some Chiefs a little every now. I like Kelsey. I like Mahomes. 
And that's as a Raiders fan, I'm probably going to get a lot of guff for that because you can't like either of those two. But to me, they're both very personable. They're both very likable characters. Mahomes and I like a little cockiness to my quarterback. I wish we had uh, had that in, in Las Vegas, but we don't. I like a, like a little cockiness as, as a wide receiver because, you know, wide receivers, tight ends, supposed to be prima donnas. That's all there is to it. So I can get behind that. I like Andy Reid. Andy Reid's been here before, has done it before. And I really think he he coaches with the mentality of I lost when I had Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens in the Super Bowl. And I don't think he's ever going to not coach that way. Um, I look at the how you got the number two ranked offense going against the number two ranked defense. Um, and I think the Chiefs, as much as the 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 Niners defense can get that push on the Chiefs offensive line i still think mahomes is still able to extend plays with his legs just enough in the passing and he has just such a strong arm um if they start doubling kelsey and it's up to the wide receivers it's game over the if if they if mahomes has to start throwing it to wide receivers on the chiefs it's it's going to be game over so i'm going with the chiefs here um i'm i don't think it's going to be a high scoring affair i mean but i i think it's well, let's put it this way. The last time these two guys, these two teams played, it was uh, 44-23 in October 23rd in Santa Clara of 2022 season. It was a regular season game. So, you might be, you know what? It might get over 30. I'll go 31-20-25 just for shits and giggles because I think, uh, I, I think Shanahan goes for two at some point and gives it to the ball to... Uh, gives it to Mister uh, McCaffrey on the on the two line two yard line to get a second to get a two point conversion to try to get that extra score. So I got the Chiefs winning. Uh, let's go to Sean. Who you got and why? Uh, I got the Chiefs winning. I think defense. They're gonna come. They've got to break a bend, not break defense. Um, right now, you still have Kelsey, you still have Rice, you still have a couple of receivers, and that team right now is just gelling together at the right time. I'm going to say 31-28, Kansas City. All right. We got two Chiefs. We got one Niners. All right, let's give it all up to Mr. Mike. See what he's got going on for us. This is the pick I've been waiting for all week as well. All right, and I have my reasoning too, and it has very little to do with football, to be honest. Love it. Uh, I am not a Chiefs fan. I have no dog in this hunt. I'm a Cowboys fan by by nature, so I have no I have no dog in this hunt. Like I I remember the Niners years very specifically because. When you grew up where I grew up, like my family, like the Niners, I like the Cowboys, big 90s thing, 80s, 90s thing, we all know. Um, I think I think the Niners have a great team. I think I think they're they've been good, they've not been great. I think the Chiefs, like Sean said, they're gelling at the right time. Everybody's coming together. Uh, I agree with your point. If you have to rely on wide receivers alone, um, that's gonna be a problem. Uh, but I think I do think Mahomes and Kelsey 
or get it done. I think those two are such a connection. I think the defense can do what we do and say, bed not break more often than not. And quite honestly, I want the Chiefs to win and they're the team I'm going to take because I want I want to see the world explode. That's exactly why I'm taking the Chiefs. I believe the Chiefs are – these teams are so razor thin to each other. I do think the Chiefs win. And my, my reasoning is they're so even. I think something puts them over the X factor. And I want to see them win because of Taylor Swift. I, that's why I want them to win. I think they're good enough to win. I think they're talented enough to win. And I think that that's why I kind of want to see that because those are those are the those are the moments that are going to make me the happiest. Like her coming down, celebrating. I just want to watch the world. Some men just want to watch the world burn, and that's me. That's what I want out of this. And I do think the Chiefs are good enough. I I think they're a talented team, and they came together at the right time. And I kind of echo. I I'm thinking thirty one twenty seven. Somewhere in there, like you, you took 25, Sean took, took 28. I think 30, 31's the right number for the offense that they'll need to hit. I can see cup because Shanahan likes to go sometimes instead of pushing it too far, he'll kick field goals. I think they get to the 27. I think the Chiefs late on a on a Mahomes to Kelsey touchdown to win the thing, and we get the big shot up there with like 10 seconds left of her going nuts and him going nuts and. I think that's the way I want my Super Bowl to end. That's how I want it. I want a shirtless Jason Kelsey storm in the field. <laughs> that's what I want. Oh yeah, God, God <laughs> Almighty, that'd be great, right? With d- double fist and beers in each yes. hand, with the it, it, it's in Vegas. But I want him to have the knit cap on <laughs> and just running out there like, yeah, like that's all I need. I'm good. Oh man. So we got three Chiefs and one Niners, and that's okay, Jason. We all can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Oh, oh god. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I really want to do thank you, boys, for taking your time out of your night and coming and hopping on and doing this thing with me. Um, you guys are you guys are the first guests I've ever had on my podcast. Just think just think about that. I, I've been doing this podcast for two years, never had a single guest. And I and the first three I have is the three of you because I feel like you three would be the most knowledgeable, the most give the most information you got. And I like all three of you. I mean, if if I'm gonna pop a cherry, it might as well be with you three. Well, I mean, next time have some drinks and chips and dip or something with us, okay? I mean... <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, next time I'll br- I'll bring the food. So the Jaeger wouldn't be bad either. Yeah, it wouldn't be either. All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh wrap this bad boy up. As always, this is uh Chad Kane with one guy with a mic, dingers and dunks. A lot less dingers, a lot more dunks. Thanks to my guests, uh Jason, Mike, and Sean being on tonight. Really appreciate you guys. The Super Bowl is on Sunday, airing on CBS. Thank God we get Romo and Nance and not the other two on Fox, because I cannot stand listening to Greg Olson at all uh, my ears bleed not as much as listening to joe buck talk but just about <laughs> uh, so as always also remember uh if you go to shankitgolf.com go to the code at the end of the when you go to check out and type in one guy one 
G-U-Y, you'll save some cash on your next polo. As always, appreciate everyone listening to this. Make sure to drop that follow, drop that, uh, ring that bell to get the notice when we go, when we have another podcast. We will be back next week talking about the NBA All-Star Game, boys and girls, because it's that time of year already. And then right around the corner is spring training. We got to love this time of year. As always, thanks for tuning in. And hey, you know what? Take care of yourself and each other. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. The Pigskin Tales podcast is all about the lesser-known pro football players. Yes, there are stories about the ones we know, like Brad Tarkenton and Harold Red Grange. But have you ever heard of Ernie Nevers? How about Dave Osborne or even Grady Alderman? These men created their own path to the NFL. How did they do it? Listen to the Pigskin Tales podcast, now streaming on your favorite music platform. Go to pigskintales.com. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.